1: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to.
0: Hello Australia, welcome to News Fighters for July 24th, 2019, and I don't know if you've heard the big news, but Great Britain is about to get its first Australian Prime Minister.
1: When I first came back to Britain after a year in Australia, I think I was, I was 19 or so, my conversation was studied with phrases like, "bonza, mate, or you little ripper.
0: Yes, Boris Johnson once lived in Geelong, and hasn't he got his head around all the Australian lingo? Well, almost all of
1: it. Um, Donald Trump, I think a lot of Australians think he's a loose unit. A loose unit? Uh, like Like a fridge?
0: Yes, and if he does succeed in becoming British PM, Boris Johnson actually has a lot of big plans for Australia. It
1: will give us the chance. To do new free trade deals, particularly with Australia. And look, I wonder if there's also going to be some relaxation in the visas for Australia. Yeah, this is something that uh, I I, I long I long to see. What I would like, what I campaigned
0: for in the past, is a is a free travel zone between Britain and Australia. Yes, a free mobility labour zone between Britain and Australia post Brexit sounds like a good idea. Until you realise it'll probably bring more Boris Johnsons out here.
1: Whether they would be actually delirious with joy in Australia about the idea of loads more poms coming out to Australia, I don't know.
0: And it's not just the fact that he's lived in Australia that could make Boris Johnson the first Australian British Prime Minister. In many ways, he resembles and has learned from past Australian political leaders. For example, Malcolm Turnbull.
1: He's pro-banker, pro-immigrant. A Eurosceptic who's pro-gay
0: marriage. And in other ways, he's like Bob Hawke. Several marriages, many affairs and a love child. But the bonking Boris moniker appears to do no harm, politically at least, and he also seems to have Mark Latham's attitude towards taxi drivers.
1: The London Mayor and Conservative MP Boris Johnson has been filmed uh, swearing uh, in a pretty colourful way at a taxi driver. I don't take offence at the language used, but the inference to go and die, that, I think that's a little bit nasty. <laughs>
0: In and like our former foreign minister Bob Carr, loves ancient history and nerded out with Annabelle Crabb by reciting the Iliad in ancient Greek. When I'm in trouble,
1: I recite to myself and <laughs> <laughs> Peleia
0: Homuria <laughs> Hmm, not sure if that's ancient Greek or just Adam Sandler's gibberish from Billy Madison.
1: Feron <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you.
0: And more recently, the Australian leader he's most started to resemble is Scott Morrison, in that all he cares about is tax cuts that overwhelmingly benefit the wealthy. The
1: way to st- get more Thank growth out of the economy is, is judicious tax cuts. I'm trying cuts. to... We also think there is room to make some, some sensible uh, tax cuts.
0: Mr Johnson, why was your first pronouncement in this campaign one on tax cuts for the
1: wealthiest. It's part of a Julie. It's part of a package.
0: And like Scomo, he's promising to simultaneously and magically improve all services as well. So just let me get this straight. So you want to put more money into schools? I do. You want to put more money into transport on in the north? You want to roll out
1: full fibre broadband to every house in the country? You want to put twenty thousand more police on the streets? And you also want to cut taxes? I mean, come on. That's having a cake and eating it, isn't it? Well, actually, of course, uh, as the uh, great. Uh, Tunisian scholar and sage Ibn Khaldun pointed out as early as the 14th century, there are plenty of taxes that you can cut which will actually increase your revenues.
0: And maybe you can tell from that answer, but he's a bit like Kevin Rudd, in that when he tries to sound like an intellectual, he just sounds like a dumbass.
1: They haven't the guts to put questions to to me, great um, supine um, protoplasmic
0: invertebrate jellies. He's also a lot like Scott Morrison, in that he's developed the cunning habit of just not answering questions he doesn't want to.
1: Do not comment on uh, that kind of thing. I don't particularly want to get into stuff that, you know, done and dusted. Again, I admire your journalistic um, technique, but I think I've given you the answer that I'm gonna
0: give. And not forgetting Boris's difficult relationship with the truth. He was fired from the Times for making up a quote. (laughs) He was fired by Michael Howard after lying about an affair. And this has led to some scary warnings. Even from that left-wing, pro-dope-smoking hippie rag, The Economist. There's no evidence that he'll be good at being precise with his words, and there's a lot of evidence that he is willing to say things that are flat-out false. Given all this lying, I'd be scared if you're going to get on a plane or drink water after Brexit. I prophesy very confidently that we will have a uh,
1: successful Brexit. The planes will fly, there will be clean drinking water, and there will be...
0: Uh, there will be way for the Mars bars because where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, Yeah, forget about Bitcoin. After I heard that, I'm investing all my money in Mars bars. But it's not just his relationship with the truth that's scary. Recently, he's made a number of racist statements in an effort to win over the right wing of his party while also trying to trigger the left. In an article for the Daily Telegraph, he says the wearing of burkas is oppressive, weird, and bullying. Adding, it is absolutely ridiculous that people should choose to go around looking like letterboxes. And makes a comparison between burqa wearing and looking like a bank robber. Does he still believe that black people should be called pickaninnies with watermelon smiles? Does he still think that it's acceptable to compare Muslim women to bank robbers and to letterboxes?
1: If you look at that article, which I, I, I don't know if anybody did. It was a, it was a strong liberal defence.
0: Of the right of women to wear the burqa. And if all of this is sounding very familiar to us Aussies, it's because Boris Johnson has been working very closely with Linton Crosby, John Howard's political strategist, who essentially wedged Australia in half over race lines, and whom Boris Johnson is very fond of. He's a very, very good. Uh, political campaign manager. He's the best I've ever seen. This tilt-right would have led to fear and outrage from many in the British Muslim community, including the chairman of the Conservative Muslim Foundation, Mohammed Amin.
1: Is this person sufficiently moral to be prime minister? And I believe he fails that test.
0: But uh, MPs would disagree with you. They think he's certainly the right man to sort out Brexit for this country.
1: A A lot of Germans thought that Hitler was the right man for them.
0: That's a very shocking comparison to make.
1: Yes, I'm not saying Boris Johnson wants to send people to the gas chamber. Clearly he doesn't. He's a buffoon.
0: And what a buffoon he is. Like when he said this is Foreign Secretary. Did you really call the French turds?
1: Well, I, da- <laughs> I, have, no, I have no recollection of this comment. It's
0: not very well sourced, this story, but anyway. Um,
1: well, it seems to have come
0: it? from the Foreign Office. Yes, while he was Foreign Secretary, he didn't exactly win over his staff. I've spoken to one figure who said that working with Boris Johnson is like walking a few feet behind a horse, shoveling its shit. Even when he wasn't Foreign Secretary, he still pissed off foreign leaders. Like with this prize-winning poem he wrote about Turkish President Recep Erdogan.
1: There was a young fellow from Ankara who was a terrific wanker till he sowed his wild oats with the help of a goat, but it didn't even stop to thank her.
0: Yes, move over Shakespeare, good to see the literary art still thriving in Great Britain today. And as if gaffs on the world stage aren't bad enough, he can't even name a Lady Gaga song or a character from Star Wars.
1: Have you always been a Gaga fan?
0: I think she's fantastic, yes.
1: Do you have a favourite song?
0: Gosh, what, well, just remind me, what,
1: give me a guy. what is, what is... it a bad romance? No, 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 what's the other one? What's, <laughs> um, <laughs> poker face. Poker face, yes, poker poker face, that's better. I tell you what, I identify very, I, I, I identify very much with, um, the guy with the lightsaber. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> and his math skills also leave a bit to be desired. Take two apples from three apples, what do you have? You have a, a, You've got loads of apples, mate. And while Australia's cracking down on journalists, Boris Johnson has previously gone one step further. He once conspired uh, with a criminal uh, on on the phone to talk about beating up a journalist. And when confronted with the evidence, Teflon Boris just laughed it off.
1: Uh, How badly are
0: you going to hurt this guy? Not badly at all. He will not have a broken limb or broken arm. I'm not ashamed of it. What are you not ashamed
1: of, though, Boris? (laughs) Whatever there is not to be ashamed of. (laughs)
0: And if all of this is making you think Boris Johnson could be a little bit dangerous, The Economist agrees. I think Boris Johnson is a dangerous politician. The rather narcissistic individual who wants to be not just liked, but loved. And that means that he's willing to pander, bend the truth. Or as Trump pardoned criminal Conrad Black called him. He's a
1: sly fox disguised as a teddy bear.
0: Yes, a bumbling buffoon of a teddy bear that actually a lot of British people like. Boris says what he means and he delivers. But what does he actually stand for? According to old university colleagues, Boris really only stood for whatever could get Boris elected.
1: Boris was a political chameleon. He did not want to alienate anybody, so he allowed people to think whatever they wanted to think. That was pretty smart.
0: And it turns out the whole buffoon thing could just be an act he learned at uni.
1: Do you think that you you learned something for later life from acting in plays at Eton, that you could actually get more laughs by looking as if you don't know your lines than actually remembering them. Well, I certainly think that as a general tactic in life, if that's what you're driving at, it it is often useful to give the slight impression that you are deliberately pretending not to know what is going on, because the reality may be that you don't know what is going on, but people won't be able to tell the
0: difference. And behind this bumbling, buffoonish facade, his sister points out that there could actually be a grander scheme at play. When people ask me if he wants to be Prime Minister, I always say, no, he's much more ambitious than that. (laughs) More ambitious than being the British Prime Minister? But how could that be? And then I discovered... Boris was born in New York City. Yes, good old Boris is born in the USA. And he admitted his possible future plans to David Letterman in 2012. Why couldn't you think about being Prime
1: Minister? You could if you wanted to. Well, I suppose I could. I, could, I mean, as you've already pointed out,
0: I could be President of the United States. On, yeah, well,
1: on, on, I guess You well, know, so, yeah. <laughs> you know there's, there's, there's no,
0: you know, te- technically speaking. But it mightn't even stop with Boris being President of the United States. In a 2013 documentary, his sister finally revealed what his lifelong ambition is. Whenever anyone asked him what he wanted to be, he would answer, world king. That is true. And that's what he thought, he thought that was a job that he could do. And if you're sitting there thinking this is a joke, and there's no way Boris Johnson could ever be king of the entire world, well, just remember as he says, where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) Okay, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, subscribe on your podcast apps. Check us out on YouTube. We're at newsfighters.com on the World Wide Web. Keep fighting and bye for now.
1: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to.